0: This is the racing symphony coursing through your veins. This is the house that speed built. This is the LTV Sportscast. And now your host, Layton.
1: Welcome, sports fans, to another episode of the LTV Sportscast. It's Motor GP weekend. We're back in Portugal in the Algarve for the Grand Primero Brembo do Algarve. Whew, it's gonna be a good one. We already have a world champion. There's so much to talk about, so much to talk about. And again, before we get into the show, we'd love to get your feedback for the show. So drop us some feedback at feedback at as well as follow us on Twitter at LTV underscore sportscast and catch us on Instagram. Just search for LTV Sportscast joining us today. Ah, some familiar mugs. It is Jerry, me, Baramol and the Rob Catalano. How's things going, gents? How's things going?
2: Good evening. How's it Leighton? and how's it, Rob? It's been a while since I've been on a pod. I think it's uh, about a month now. I um, haven't gone, I haven't gone to Egypt and they have taken a break since I got back. Looking forward to it. Uh, bumper, bumper weekend. Double header motorsport as well as the, the footballs going on, so yeah, interesting so, weekend. And so
1: you you kiss your wife goodbye on Friday and cool. you see her again on Sunday evening. Oh wait, no, the, the Formula One is happening Sunday evening, so you'll see her again on Monday. Is that what's is that what you're saying, Jay?
2: <laughs> no, she she's she's become a, a big uh, Formula One fan, so she looks forward to to the racing, uh, especially with Max leading. So she's she'll stay up and, she'll the, and watch with me.
1: And the Moto GP, have you got it into that yet?
2: She says she doesn't like the MotoGP for whatever reason. So but I guess I guess it's because of the helmets and, and uh, the singlets, so she doesn't get to see the drivers. I mean as much, and generally they, I mean I think it's they don't have, to have as much face time as as the Formula One guys. So I think if they have okay. a bit more face time, she can get uh, to know them a bit.
1: Yeah, sure. Not everyone is perfect. Hey, Rob, like your MotoGP team fantasy team.
0: Yeah, no, this is a little bit of imperfection's nice, isn't it? <laughs> no, exactly. It, exactly. It's it's
1: what makes us. Uh, it's what separates us. I know this, and just because we're giving you stick, I think myself and Jay uh, are completely safe now. I think it's impossible for you to catch us in the LTV bragging rights league. But uh, you did have a very, very decent, uh, decent weekend this past weekend, so. It, well, this past Grand Prix, so it wasn't too bad. But Rob, what's going on with your side? What's happening on, on your sporting front these days?
0: Uh, well, yeah, like I said, it's a big weekend actually, isn't it? Especially like in Manchester here. I know you probably spoke about it on your, you've spoken about it on your uh, football pod. But yeah, big uh, Manchester derby this weekend. So, yeah, tomorrow lunchtime is going to be pretty hectic around here, and then we'll see uh, if you know, the the haze of alcohol disappears as we get onto Sunday afternoon for the bike. So it,
1: it probably won't. Uh just quick question. I know you we asked this on the on the football uh podcast, but did you ever ask those city uh city supporters that you work with why they don't go to the games? Uh
0: yeah, they just they just don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for them. It's just it's just not it's just not culturally what they do, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't seem to be a cost thing I don't think. I think you can get tickets for a for free these price, days I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> go ahead for the stadium maybe no, they make some they money on the Just don't janks.
0: go. Ooh. Just yeah, it's just uh, they will watch it at home. Okay.
1: Now, uh well, while we did mention the the bragging rights league Jay, uh I I eventually I eventually crossed that threshold. I used my uh boost. I used it on peco I, was, I thought i had a master stroke in um when it was uh quali um or oh, <laughs> heading into mazana i was like he, he was an auto q2 but then i watched him in uh fp4 and i was like this man is fast he's gonna he's gonna qualify first it's guaranteed and he did he qualified first and he was having a great race and then he came off the bike so i i Uh, a little bit better on my, on my boost points. However, however, Jay, um, I see, I see I've made it all the way to 1,680 points. You're on 1,660. I'm 319 in the world. Where are you sitting right now? Globally.
2: Yes. I haven't had a look to be honest with you. I think it's about 600 and something somewhere there. Uh, in terms of uh, maybe, maybe a little bit higher. Um, to be honest, it's just been a while since I had a look at the ranking. Uh, it's been a crazy week with a new job, etc. So hopefully, I will get into it this afternoon or this evening uh, as the free practices well, um, get done, so I can finalize my team. But yeah, Bastianini, what a call!
1: Thanks, man. Thank now, look, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm very impressed with us uh, on our first on our first uh, MotoGP fantasy. Uh, season year, uh, Jay, you and I have done excellent. Rob, this is your first fantasy season as well, or second?
0: Uh, first, yeah.
1: Okay, so not too bad, uh, currently, so, so what it actually went down with, if we look in on the week, uh, Hinn and Poppy hit 168 a half points. I hit 152. Rob, you hit 130. So you actually had a fantastic weekend. And then Jay hit 120. So Rob's rob has did a little bit of uh, gaining on racing tulips but i think racing tulips is also a little bit too far right now i say that it's possible that you can get there it's unlikely 64 and a half points that you need to need together over the the next two two races and it's going to go down to the wire with myself and jay uh in in the in the fantasy so uh so yeah, very very exciting. Uh, I know I know the season has effectively, in terms of the the championship, well for the rider championship, that has wrapped up. And let's talk about that. The Mazzaro recap. Raro, new MotoGP world champion. So deserved. What a season so far. He made that. He grinded through the bad races. He dominated on. Where he took his opportunities. He dominated when he could dominate uh yeah, you know, the tracks that didn't favour the Yamaha it was just it was a quality season by him, and I think we we're blessed to to have Peko push him at the end, but then again it was a little too late for for the Ducati man. Um yeah, it's uh it was it was pleasant. Pleasant to did it was more than pleasant. It was flipping amazing though. Uh, but he's decided he's gonna be keeping his number twenty. He won't ride with the number one. I think the last person to ride with the number one was Casey Stoner. So that should that should ring home for you, Rob. In your Rossi supporting days. It does,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. So who wants who wants to praise uh, Fabio first?
2: I think Luton I think would be remiss if we don't mention Pekka and uh, before we get to Fabio. Uh, I mean, we've seen him race with such extreme uh, pressure with number 93, generally 0. 0.0 seconds behind him, those two races, and he was unfallible. Uh, there was nothing. He couldn't put any single tire wrong. He got everything nailed. And the decision, I think, them going into the race with both Miller and him changing tire compounds, I think it was after the sighting lap. And that was, I, I, I mean, to be that deep into the season and, and with so much at stake, uh, to take that risk, and, and especially and, I, and in both both types of motorsport, uh, Formula One and uh, MotoGP, when you see them do it with one and let the other, other one go on a different strategy, I generally, I mean, you're spreading your risk. And watching Jack Miller go down and, I mean, no one, I mean, at that stage when... Uh, when Peko went down, Marquez and I think he'd even in the interview he said he had given up hope because he Pickle knew Pecco was Pickle fast, was too yeah. quick. Yes, and he, he him going down made it a bit of an anticlimax. But wow, what a champion uh, Fabio has has been! I loved, I love the post race celebrations, the, the little floss dance. the the animated, uh, devil that came out of the lava pit.
1: I must be honest. I didn't particularly like that. I thought that was a little bit weird. I was like, no, why are they doing this? Because someone's going to look back at that video in 50 years uh, time and they're going to be like, the technology that they had back then was so poor. And the problem is I looked at it and I looked and I thought to myself, this looks like this was made in like the, the, mid nineties, you know, the graphic so if, that they sorry. put it,
2: oh, it was a put horrible. Sorry. Uh, but I, I I like the fact the way they had it set up uh, with yeah. the, the arrows pointing where to go, and then they showed him his his video montage. I think overall it's been quite entertaining. If, if you think back to the one the one race where where his mate runs out with the golf club and he's and he swung and he swung miss with the drive that he attempted to do at the end in his celebration as well, um, and the, and the bit of dancing. I think overall, yeah, he's he's been a, he's been good for the sport. He's been a good champion. Uh, I think gracious in victory as well and uh and, and marquez i love I love the wheelie and the one arm in the air the the damaged arm as well and i yeah. haven't been the biggest Marquez fan uh this season, but I'm starting to warm up uh to the guy uh, raining on the parade of the, the the Bologna bullets in their home uh circuit which is and and, and the commentators is kept saying this is so mark Marquez he's gonna go and and show it show a uh, Stick it to the to the Ducatis, and 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 so he did. So very, very. And there was so much of there was so much to look at. Um, Luca Marini with the the tribute colours to uh, Rossi on the circuit. Rossi's Rossi's final race, top uh, ten finish. Italy, yeah. It, it was it was it was it was too much. In fact, and and and, and, and again, Marquez in his interview said it's not about me today. It's about uh, Fabio. You yeah, must have no, liked uh, that.
1: That must have got yeah, you.
2: Yeah, I, I like, I like, I like. Yeah, I like good sportsmen and those who give, give dues where it's due. So uh, yeah, when Marquez said that, I said, okay, now uh, you're starting to warm up to me. But yeah, he had an incredible ride, considering his shoulder. And uh, but yeah, Quattrone perfect, great champion. I was disappointed Morbidelli really the way he went back in the pack, and then obviously the KTM's. Uh, Brad Bender having not a great weekend for me, but yeah, amazing, amazing uh, racing uh, weekend.
1: Yeah. See now, Rob, everything that that man has just said, I want you to keep in mind. And as, as we've been saying it throughout, uh, throughout the season, throughout the shows, throughout all the shows, all of that happened in a single hour of television. It, it is phenomenal. Uh, your, your Quattararo feelings and the fight with Peko, t- take, take me through, um, up until, you know, in terms of a, a championship as opposed to just the, that Mizana race. Cause I mean, it obviously the whole season, yes, it, it culminated in Quattararo winning his championship there, but it was so much more than one race.
0: Yeah. It- for me, it was um, – I mean, obviously, just echoing basically what you guys are saying. But, yeah, I think he, the thing that he did right this season when he knew he had races early on that he could get good results in is he he—he—he he set it up early, didn't he? So I think that was really important. He gave, got himself in the lead of the championship. And basically, I, for me, it never looked in doubt. Um, I know that was like technically, you know, it was still on and Pecco could have won that race and whatever – is he still going to win the world? It was a big. It was a big like loss. It didn't really matter that much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think the way after his total capitulation last season, which you know I think we've mentioned a few times before, can really get in the head of an athlete that kind of stuff um, in any sport. But just the way he's just like, no, I'm going to put myself out in front, went hard and won the races and, and did well in the races he could early while everyone was tripping over their own feet around him, um, and just thought. You know, if I just keep trying to, you know, if keep podium here, podium there, win that one when I can and just maintain that lead and, and build it where he could. And then he could afford to have Pecco come into form or someone late in the season like they did mm. and still control it all the way home. And, and that's what he did and got a stroke of luck there to win it on the day that he did. But he was, was winning it anyway, whether it was last weekend or this weekend or whatever. um, But, yeah, he's been... I think it's a clear standout this year, especially when you look at. I mean, we always do this in motorsport, don't you? You look at the teammates or the people on the same machines, mm. and I think nowhere, not one of them has been anywhere near him, other than what? other than the first race yeah, of the season. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah,
0: they've 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 not been able to touch him.
1: Yeah, hundred percent correct. And uh, talk about that first the uh, the guy who. He was, uh, got that first race of the season. Maverick Final is obviously in a mentally good space. And, you know, he's even looking at it possibly pushing a good result this weekend. And Jay, you were mentioning the, the, the drive. I'm almost certain with well, the golf club shot, um, on the side of the track. I'm almost certain it was Portimao earlier in the season. I could be wrong, but I think it is. I think it was yeah. And we're going back there this weekend. So.
2: And he's and he's looking pacey once again in in free practice. So I think with the pressure of um, nothing to lose, um, he probably could even. I mean, if you look at him when it comes to time attack, how incredible he is uh, with um, nothing to lose. And if if it is um, that that cut that uh, Yamaha handles well there, so I think uh, Fabio is going to probably give a good showing of himself. It's in. Just left for us to find out who, who fills the other podium uh, positions, but um, yeah, I think it's 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 a bit anticlimactic now that the championship has been decided. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how, um, if there's any other records that he can he can set. The first Frenchman, the first Frenchman to win MotoGP. I was quite surprised uh, by that, and it was also quite a cool moment with uh, Zarko celebrating uh, with him as well. Uh, after the race so mm. uh, i i mean i recall i recall watching uh joan mia win and the, i mean suzuki doing it after i 15 years or so if i recall and uh, it was also quite, quite the gold number and the, the, the race celebrations is incredible so you know, it was 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 amazing amazing um, piece of sport uh, so, but two weeks ago sunday sunday afternoon here in south africa
1: yeah for sure uh and you spoke about the, you spoke about the tire choice, the fact that both of them took the, the, the hard compound tire and everything was looking good until the temperatures, the track temperatures dropped and then they couldn't keep temperature in that front tire. And he was going away from Mark Marquez. Uh, it was, he hasn't really put a foot wrong for the second half of the season, Peko. And it's, it, yeah, it would, like you say, a very, anticlimactic it was terrible for my fantasy as well but uh, i imagine whatever i emotions i was going through when, when he came with the bike um ducati as a whole f- uh really feel, felt that that's where um that's that is where the championship itself in terms of constructors or um there are manufacturers might have gone astray uh, I'm not entirely sure how, how the championship title actually looks for that. And I'm not entirely sure where to actually find that. Uh, but I imagine it's still on. And because I know Fabio Quattararo says he's focused for this weekend because he wants to make sure that Yamaha, uh, finish the championship strong. So that's, uh, that's an important part, uh, for, uh, for them. Uh, and then, yeah, Inea Bastianini, uh, started 14th. He finished third. And there was a moment on the last lap when he, when he, uh, passed Quattararo, but it almost looked like Quattararo was going to come off the bike. It was, uh, it was one of those, dude, does, does Quattararo give up the ghost here and, uh, just, uh, let the Bastianini win? Well, I said, Well, pass him, uh, which I think he did. I think he didn't want to really get in too much of a, uh, a scuffle with, uh, Bastianini. But it would have been better for him, obviously, to be on well, get onto the podium with the championship. But I suppose he was on the podium all by himself. Um, Bastianini, Rob, what do, you, what do you take of his his second half of the season? He's he's turned into a Sunday man like Binder.
0: Yeah, it's been um, outrageous, really, when you think about it. I mean, he did have a patch there. I mean, he started strong. I thought. Um, and he looked relatively impressive, I thought, for a rookie and early races and on an old bike, very old bike. Uh, I thought he looked really decent. And then there was just a little period in the middle of the season where I just thought, oh, he's gone off the boil a little bit here. Maybe he's, it's I don't know. Maybe the intensity of MotoGP. You know, not everyone and takes to it. And it's the a, bike, and um, you
1: know, mentally he might have been in the best space either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he was just, he's just started doing this. And like, where that sort of confidence and sort of thing on a, you know, that ability to push the bike when obviously you're getting to the point of races where everyone else is starting to struggle a little bit, maybe. And he's, he's like, he's just figured something out. A light switch has gone off and he's gone, oh, if I just do this during the races, people don't seem to be able to go with me. And he's just, he's just figured it out and he can do it now. So, um, I don't know what it is. Uh, but, he certainly got something about him, and and it's that thing again now where you know, or particularly Miller, but I mean, I even I guess the Pramac guys will feel a bit of a, a bit of him breathing down their neck now.
1: Well, I think there's a maturity about it, uh, and the, obviously two two very different bikes and two very different sides of the field. Um, it was something that uh, you saw the Yamahas at the beginning of the season, particularly with. Fabio Quattararo, and you've seen it with uh, Pecco Bagnaia. You know, you, you think about Cota, uh, that type of thing. This where they don't run the tires too hard at the beginning. They don't push too hard at the beginning. They they ease into their race, and then they they eventually, once they move up, they they're leaving everyone else behind. But it's going to come to a point. Where everyone's gonna do that because everyone's gonna figure out, hey, that's the best way to ride. Obviously the proofs in the pudding, you, you, you can see, you can see the results of the, uh, Jan Mier himself throughout the season as well. He's been one of those as well who's hasn't always made leaps and bounds, um, you know, through the early laps. But he has been consistent throughout the race and his consistency has left him in third in the championship. Um, obviously it's, it's not the worst defense when, when you come consider that he has got nearly double the amount of points of Alex Rins. Okay. Alex Rins, obviously in this, uh, the second part to his season or the last couple of races are starting to show some, you know, he's starting to show some consistency. He's showing that type of speed. So the Suzuki's itself isn't necessarily the best bike, but uh again you saw Mia yeah, he he had another um consistent season. Uh, and then yeah uh so far, I mean as we're calling it uh Jeremy alluded to Mark Marquez, that's that was back to back victories. And I know Rob we were talking about obviously how far he can get up on the table. He is now seven points behind Jack Miller. Um, I think we had said at the time, no, Jack's too far. Yeah, Jack might be one step too far, but uh, uh, you, I think you're going to be right purely because Mark is out this weekend with uh, due to that off-road concussion in the off-road training. Uh, he he got all of seven points behind Jack, and I think he might have caught caught Johan Zarco as well, who's sitting in fourth position, and that would have been immense by Mark Marquez. It's a great season from uh, from him, considering all things. Uh, but I do think we will still get to see him in the final race in Valencia. Uh, so yeah, so that was that has been pretty good. But guys, it's time now to talk about Portugal. Who. Miguel Oliveira, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that name out there right now. He, he started at the beginning of the week saying there, there is a different feel about things for him. And, and I know we don't read too much into the first two practice sessions. Um, particularly because the KTMs have had two poor practice sessions. Uh, I, I, don't know where, where they've actually, um, I don't think they broke top 10 at all. Uh, so yeah, so the first practice session was 15th and 18th, Binder and Olivera, respectively and then 17th and 19th in the second practice session so I won't I won't take too much from that because I'm actually considering in my fantasy side to bring in a KTM man Jay that should that should bring music to your ears I'm just going to look at your team is and I'm going to go copy that that way I know I can't (laughs) lose
2: well obviously we both have Mark here so we've we've, got to make a change and I already have one KTM rider in but I think yeah, we've seen we've seen Miguel do very well when it comes to the Portuguese Grand Prix, and he had he had a good race, I think, mm-hmm. uh, at the, the, the beginning of uh, Misano Grand Prix, and then he then he started to to fade away. Um, and Binder was going the other direction, but Binder Binda had an awful Friday and Saturday, and then it didn't really transpire into him because like, when when Bestianini went past, and and we know Bestianini seems to be a Mazzano specialist. Uh, so I was, I was quite disappointed there because um, I knew you had boosted uh, Pecco. So I wasn't too unhappy. Although Pecco was my goal rider, my other goal rider was Quattraro, and uh, he'd made significant gains in terms of... I think we we forgot to mention that. I mean, where he started and uh, the way he cut through the field um, with some difficult riders in front of him. Uh, Quattraro that even made his... Championship victory even sweeter. Uh, So Al Goff, yeah, the the, the Portuguese rider, he's he's done well there before. You're right on KTM. And I think as as the season winds down and and we talk, uh, and Rob's obviously our uh, Moto2 and Moto3 aficionado, but the the caliber of the KTM junior riders that's coming through, I mean, that's surely going to put pressure at some stage uh, on the likes of... uh, Oliveira, and even Brad Bender, despite him getting the contract extension, uh, these guys have got to come to the party because Raul Fernandez and Remy Gardner uh, in, in Moto2 um, look the real deal. Um, interesting, just side side point, is that Darren Bender seems to be getting or well, talks about him moving up into GP uh, skipping uh, Moto2. He got so it.
1: Uh, I, I think is the
2: sign it? is it confirmed it's confirmed, yeah, it's confirmed. now yeah um, yeah so that's interesting so I think I think the the current crop of riders that uh, if they don't uh, if they don't bring it in and probably with two two races left that oliveira has got to bring his end uh, yeah it's gonna I don't I'm, I don't know if he's got a contract renewal as yet so if he, if he hasn't uh, it leaves the door open as well at that KTM factory team
1: yeah, I, I'm looking at that. I, I'm looking at, obviously, like you say, you know, you, you mentioned your, your fantasy team with, uh, <laughs> who you had as your gold riders and the fact that we both had Mark. I, I'm, I want to point out that we might not, we, we must not look past Paul Despargo. Um, and the fact that Honda did get a 1-2 at events, I mean, it's unbelievably unexpected. I mean, to, to think that Honda was going to land up 1-2 at Misano, I mean, <laughs> Who would have thought that was going to happen? And I know you had Honda as your uh, yes, you know, yes, yeah. I
2: took out, uh, I it, took out, I, I took out Honda to bring into Katia as my one change. It was a know? great
1: change. I mean, <laughs> everything, everything pre race and for the first couple that, of laps, is that was That's, tremendous. So, yeah, but, uh, so uh,
2: that, there goes my... You there, played with Honda for a
0: few laps there, man.
2: Yeah, but had I had a, um, I was I was very keen on bringing Bast- Bastianini in as well, and I were listening to to the, uh, Rob's YouTube channel, and he also mentioned Bastianini. I said, no, oh, that's going to be the obvious move because we all, re- all spoke about it. And I know, Leighton, you've been talking about Bastianini for a while, but um, I love the way that he cut through, and he seems to. So I think, as we alluded to earlier, I think he's, he's, he's going to have a lot more confidence. He seemed even in his post-race interviews as well, so he could be one to look out, especially if he can uh, preserve the tyres. There's something, I don't know whether it's physical fitness or just tire wear that he's able to to ride within himself and keep those tires underneath him because the the progress that he made towards the end that was I mean as if it was another rider that gets on that bike with the last five laps to go and, and he and he got past some difficult characters uh, to overtake so I think but I'm, I'm I think this this race weekend get Quattraro once again um, and as I said earlier it's for us to figure out the, the second and third place but I think mm-hmm. Pickle Peko definitely comes on. Um, he's not going to have that 93 Repsol Honda chasing him for <laughs>
0: 15
2: 15 laps again. So I think it'll probably free him up a bit. Um, so I, I I would go I would go Cotturaro, Peco, um, Olivero, one of the KTM's, hopefully Binder for me, and then I think John Mier is going to have a good show.
1: Yeah, the Suzukis are looking good though, Rob. Because, uh, but what about what about Jack? What about Jack, Rob? What about Jack? Uh,
0: what about him for this week, or what about him for last week? Uh, look, last week,
1: I, I think it, last week's in the bin, literally. Yeah, I, I, I
0: actually, I've, I'm actually kind of confident that he's actually probably going to have a really strong result this week mm. I think he's definitely going to be on the podium um, I think I don't know, I think he just needs it and I think he knows he needs it and he's had the pace to do it um, but not delivered in the last few weeks So, um, yeah, I, I, I think he'll get his head down this week and, and he'll pop up on the podium at the end of the rest, don't know where but I think, yeah, I'm expecting him to anyway yeah, look, the, the thing
1: is, when, when you look, okay, let's talk about, uh, the, the Portuguese uh, circuit, uh, in, um, you know, the Autodrama Internacional do Argalve. I think that's how we say it. Four, 4.6 kilometers, uh, six left, nine right. The, they've got a nearly a kilometer straight. And, uh, you know, the, the last time they went around that track, it was Fabio from Peco from Jan <laughs> It's not difficult to see that happening again. But, but I remember Jack Miller went down. I remember um, Zarko went down. I remember Rins was chasing Fabio. He was absolutely fantastic. He was matching Fabio. Rins uh, was
0: looking really strong.
1: He was looking really strong. And now when I say, you know, I spoke about it earlier, the fact that he's staying a little bit, uh, he's been more consistent on the bike. He's actually finishing races. Can you believe it? The man is seeing checkered flags. And, and because he's seeing checkered flags you know um he, what where did he finish i think he finished 6 6 in Mizano as well you know he was behind zarko zarko also starting to look more confident man it 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 really becomes i know the championship is over but i don't think any any single rider that's on a bike right now is not going to go out there and give it 100% they're all. Now, especially more than ever, because there is nothing to lose and everything to gain, uh, for, for Peko, you know, in, in terms of bragging rights. Fabio can, he can obviously, because he's already got the, um, he's already got the championship behind him. Now he just wants to assert his dominance. It's going to be in there. You got to think of like the mental games that they got to play. Jack knows he now longer has to play that supporting role or that chosen supporting role to Peko. He wants to show that, hey, he's still inside this team. And and then the Suzuki's, I mean, Rins, Rins is always going to be faster and Mir is going to be a better Sunday guy. But, The Rins at his best compared to Mir at his best in terms of a single race on a single race pace. I think I still think Rins Rins is better, faster. Maybe yeah, probably. And there there is just so much at play at this. And I mean, this is putting Ducati is looking really solid, solid, solid this week. And I'm thinking Miller as well. You know, I haven't. I've got to change in my in my fantasy team. I've got to take out my amazing Mark Marquez. You know, tears. Running down my cheeks. You guys, uh, if you guys are listening to this, um, only, only, uh, Rob and Jeremy have seen me cry. I'm doing it right now as I'm speaking. The fact that Mark Marquez is not, uh, is not, uh, not going to be riding this weekend. But we need to say Maverick Vinales, man. He, he's, see, I th- there is something about him. and uh, he's going to, he's going to turn into another Sunday rider if he, if his head is in the right place. He can have a really solid Sunday. Um, i trying, trying to think where he started last Grand Prix. Uh, I'll actually tell you now where he qualified because he, he qualified all the way down. He didn't make it into Q2 and Maverick Vinales. He started, so he started 19th and he finished, I think he finished seventh. So, so, you know, you know, he's got speed to do it. And I remember earlier in the season, the Aprilia looked pretty good on, uh, on the old golf circuit in Port Mayo. it i it, just confirm that. I say these things. Alesh, Alesh got sixth position earlier in the season. So, so we're looking at, we're looking at a, a cracking race. On arguably my favorite track in, in motorsport right now, um, for I think for good reason. And there's just so many people that you can make a case for. Uh, Jeremy's already committed to Quattararo first, Peko second. I can 100% believe that I can see that. Um, the question is what happens from third down? Uh, and this is where I'm going to need your advice, Rob, because I need to stay in front of, uh, I need to stay in front of, uh, Jay for the, for the fantasy. Um, if I have Ineo Bastianini, I assume he's going to make positions on Sunday. Um, obviously going to ha- keep him in my, in my team. I'm not going to keep the injured Mark in my team. And I have to take him out. Who's going to be the big climber? Who's going to be the big man on, uh, on Sunday that's going to shake it all up for you?
0: Uh, I mean, I have recorded my video. I haven't released my video this week, Layton, but I have made uh, what I thought was a pretty surprising move. Okay. I won't give it away now. You got to watch the video, everyone. But um, yeah, I'd be looking at guys like um, if you don't have him, obviously Bastianini's one to one to have. Um, but uh, geez, I, I also was thinking ktms i was thinking uh i just think jack's gonna have a weekend a good weekend like i've already said so I've, i'm assuming a lot of people have probably traded him out by now uh and if you have done it might be a good week to bring him back in yeah i think so too. uh Pol Espargaro again finding a bit of form might be a good one but yeah i mean Aleix always vinales could be a, a bit of an x factor for you if he does show up this weekend uh and the previous like you mentioned did have a good run there last time and they have improved since then i have a question so, though um and I think with Vinales is, yeah,
1: is I you you and I we were sitting having this conversation when we were talking to Jay at the beginning of the season, and we said these words to him: "Maverick will break your heart." Uh, Jay remembers that fondly. Hey, Jay.
2: Yeah, no, and I, and I took the advice, and uh, th- I think I haven't touched him, and uh, I was quite livid with his performance with Yamaha, especially when he lost his when he lost his ride and the antics that he performed so i'm still not happy
1: but he won he, the first I, race though
2: yeah he did he did he should he should have i mean my team's named uh, name africa Nabinda for a reason um but i i, I think he should have set out i think he came back too quickly i think he needed more time uh to reflect and and, and probably grow up a bit so yeah he, he could he could he could be anything I and mean, he he did ride quite impressively and that that Aprilia's uh, development through the season, especially thinking how Aleish at some stage, and I think about, was it three races ago, and the way he handled himself up there at the top, uh, that bike's not a pushover. Mm. Uh, and Maverick's got the talent, so I think he could be quite a, a nice wild-card punt. Don't say but, that. Why? You're guys, supposed to be telling
1: me right now Maverick said, will break my
2: heart. Because, yes, so I, I, fully, I fully support that sentiment uh right now. I fully support that sentiment. I think I think the safe move um, if you're looking for a Marquez replacement is probably gonna be uh, probably between uh Paula Spagro and uh, one or two of the Suzuki boys. And uh yeah I'm 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 giving I'm i I'm giving a thought to Alex Ren's uh I remember how many times he fell for Rob at the beginning of the season. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm considering Alex uh, to come in. Because he he, he seems to have uh, found some glue uh, on on his seat and on his bum. So he seems to be staying on a lot more. So, yeah, let's hope. hope. I think think the calls between Rinsmere and Miller are, are pretty on if you're looking for a Mark Marquez replacement.
1: So, so Rob, right back at you. So
0: Just on just on Rins as well. Just on, on Rins as well. I actually don't think he has the most crashes for the season. I think it might be Alex Marquez. Yeah, but
1: Alex Marquez doesn't count. count but
0: so. I think Marquez is on like five or six crashes now, and Rins might only be on, I say only four or five, maybe. Uh, so, four, you are And they're correct. all early. And they were all early, weren't they? So it was only like the first five races, wasn't it? Yeah, so. he, he binned it four <laughs> times
1: out of the first six. And I don't think he didn't arrive at Catalunya, Or I don't know what happened with him at Catalonia. Oh, I'll actually go check for you. Let's go see. How was his. Uh,
2: how was didn't, didn't he have an injury? Didn't he have arm pump or surgery for one of the
1: races? Wasn't he wasn't he injured? I'm um, certainly wise. Yeah. Oh, he, he had the. <laughs> I remember what happened. I, yeah, that was the bicycle oh, he into the his back. <laughs>
2: You hit a the most car. Prim- <laughs> premier class rider in the world. Riding <laughs> the most precision machines. The fact
1: that I mean, he, he binned it before he even rode. And wasn't even on a motorbike. It, it's tremendous. That, that's effectively, we're actually going to call that a retirement. Can, can we make a ruling now? That's actually a retirement. Yeah, I, I didn't think okay, of that. Yeah. Cool. So that, that, that is,
0: counts, cause he did crash and, and not make the end of a race. Yes. Like
1: exactly. So he, he retired four times out of the first seven. He went sixth, fourth, retired, at 20th, retired, retired <laughs> and did not start retired. Uh, yeah. Poor, 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 poor form. It was amazing. Yeah. And then it was the, when I actually had him on my team at the other Misano, uh, the pre, the first Misano race, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was the first Misano. When he made really good places, I actually put him in instead of, uh, Jan and then he just dropped on out. So, so that was, that was the last time he came off the bike, but otherwise, yeah, fourth and sixth. The last two races, and I, I think there there is some really good value. But yes, Rob, you haven't you haven't given me your your, your short list of uh, people to swap out Mark Marquez for for your fantasy. Just give just give me three that that you are thinking.
0: Uh, uh, I'm thinking Miller. I'm thinking uh, Pole, uh-huh. uh, and I'm actually I yeah, give me the two, but as well. Aleix as well.
1: Okay. So no one has said. I'm
0: thinking top, uh, he could be on for a top five this week, Alash.
1: He could be, and no one has said Maverick Vinyales. Uh, so okay, it was only me that said it, and because
0: if, if it had to come it off, it a would good be time amazing to get on Vinales. Yeah, well, it's a good time to get on him because he's got no excuse. He can't actually blame his team yet. He's not been there long enough for when he starts to struggle. So he's got to he can keep performing for a little while. And then he can start complaining when he gets to testing. Uh, before the season next year.
1: Yeah, cause he's gone 18th, 13th, 8th. So all, all signs point to him going 5th or 3rd. Sorry, going 3rd this, uh, this Grand Prix. Hey, I don't know, man. I, I do like the Suzuki boys. I do, I do like Rins and I think about Rins at the, the first right I just, I also, Hey, did you guys see the, the shoulder camera, um, that they put on? Put on Alex Rins in the practices today, in one of the practice sessions today. Round the track.
0: No, I didn't say it.
1: Okay, so I'm going to drop that link anyway in the, um, in the podcast uh, show notes. I'm going to give that link to you guys as well, cause it is amazing. It's, it's a, a completely, I know, We see so many angles, you know, with the on-bike footage, but it's really interesting from an aspect when you took, uh, when you start to look at rider height, how they change, you know, like when they get into the braking area and obviously because they've got to hit the brakes as late as possible and they're coming from the speeds that they come at. And obviously, I mean, Rob, you rode bikes as well. When the wind is coming at you at 200 plus kilometers an hour, you've got to hold on to those handlebars pretty tight.
0: Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what that's like.
1: Yes, you would. I, of bro. course,
0: I just stay under the speed limit every single time. Um, no, you
1: go to a track day, Rob. You go to a track day. This say you go to a track day. Rob, <laughs> you're you on to a track day, right? <laughs>
0: Street track day. Street circuit. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Street circuit track day. You've been there before. <laughs>
0: that's it. Okay, yeah, so at,
1: at a street circuit track day, um hitting 200 kilometers an hour, the, you, you have to hold onto, onto those handlebars, that whole, wind, the wind is pushing against you. And to watch obviously how they sit up and coming into the braking area, really to, to create a, uh, you know, to, to ruin the aerodynamics, to, to help slow, slow the bike down, to slow everything down it's it's actually it's quite a thing to watch. So make sure you watch that video. I will put that link there for you guys. We'll actually talk about it. In actual fact, I'll probably make you watch it between the, this and the F1 show. And then we can be like, oh, wow, it's amazing, because it is. Um, so yeah, so... Whew, Alex Rins is looking confident, man. I, I was, I was uh, checking a little bit of his interview, what not, uh, how he's feeling. The man, the man, the man looks confident. And... Uh, I do th- I do think a Suzuki is going to be up there, but it's it's such a nice nice environment to be in in MotoGP. To think, even though we we're, we're pretty sure Fabio's going to get it from Peko, like you know it must be that. There's Jack Miller; he can have a good day. Zarko, we're still waiting for it to have a win, and he has had a great season on the Pramac. Uh, we know Jorge our managed to get the win. He did it when when you decided to back KTM on on your fantasy team. Uh yeah, that was a good time. And you know, he he got it in Spielberg, so you know it we oh we, we can't look past Zarco either. Uh, and and might be in a position now. He's had his surgery, he went he tanked out but he did finish fifth the last Grand Prix. He fell back and then he came forward again. Yeah so it's it's gonna be another crack. I mean the, the circuit's amazing. The circuit's amazing. So uh Jay, you said your top three was uh
2: Potrario, Pagnia, and probably Joanna.
1: Okay, so you're committing to that. Rob, your top three? Uh
0: I'll I'll take Miller. I'll take Miller for the win. Uh I'll back him in. Yeah, so And we'll have uh uh Um Fabio and probably Pego but i would be cool if it was someone interesting. I'll t- yeah, Alash. Let's go Alish for third.
1: Okay. So, Peko falls out to Aleish for third. Quattro are definitely on the podium. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm not all that... F- I'm, I tend to be in agreement with Jay uh, when it comes to the first two. I find it very difficult to, to separate the first two um, to think that they won't be there. I think it has to be another... Fabio and Pecco uh, season, or, or Grand Prix, uh, this season. And, yeah, to, to pick a third position, man, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, I, I always think Miller can do it. You know, because he does it. He does it in practice sessions. He does it on Saturday. And then come Sunday, um, he rests. Isn't that it? <laughs>
0: Yep, pretty
1: much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, if it were, if Mark Marquez was there, it was going to be easy, I was going to say Mark first, um, Fabio and uh, Pecco second and third. But but it's not. Uh, yeah. So, how do we think the old man Daviziosa is going to do? How's he going to push up this weekend?
0: Uh. Fine, I suppose. I'm still thinking maybe in the points, outside of the top ten, I guess. But
1: yeah, he's gotten yeah. he's gotten twenty first
0: magic from him, but
1: yeah, twenty first, thirteen, thirteen is his result so far. So maybe uh, I don't, I don't know. Morbidelli, uh, do you think he can uh, help fly that uh, flag for for Yamaha? He should be getting healthier and healthier as we go.
0: Yeah, I think, did he still have a, did he still, did he drop right off, I can't remember what happened to him, did he drop right off the pace towards the end as well there? Yeah, like, it
1: it uh, was, it, was it looked like it was a fitness uh, fitness uh, problem, um, you know, lacking mm. race, race, race fitness. But look, his
0: pace was good. Mm. So, you know, hopefully he can, he can sort of nail himself a good result up inside the top 10 and, and hold it all the way to the end of the race, I suppose, it's all he's... Again, it's match fitness for him now, isn't it? I guess the result doesn't really matter. But getting to the the end of the race is at least somewhat competitively, I suppose, does.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're right.
0: Okay, so I
1: haven't made my decision, but I am going to throw a name out there right now. Uh, Just Captain Jack, I think. I think, uh, no. I don't know if his head's in the right place. I think he gave up the ghost on the season. I think he really gave up the ghost. I I can see a Rins or Zarko manage this. In actual fact, I'm going to back in Rins for third, uh, and and I haven't decided to put him in as my uh, fantasy team because he has broken my heart before, uh, and uh, I need to I need to maintain my 20 point lead over the next two races. Um, well, I need to maintain at least a one point lead over the next uh, two races over Jay in, in the fantasy. So, so it's all I need. It's all I need to to get myself across the line. Uh Jay, do you do you think uh do you think uh you're gonna monster me this weekend?
2: Yes, yeah, so we've it's come down, it's has been so close. So you asked me a question earlier, 608, 6.08 overall in the world. So twenty points difference between the two two of us. I think I think it's gonna come down to a bit of luck. Uh one or two of our riders staying up where, or one of our two of our riders going down. So I'm not gonna wish that on you. I think uh, I'd love to battle it down to the way and hopefully my boy Binder comes through and, and gets me in a haul, which he generally does more often than not. And it's probably been a secret to my season. So, uh, yeah, I think I, no, I, I, you, you are the favorite. You you are ahead. You are ahead. 20 points ahead. Uh, For now. So and. And I like being the underdog, so I'm looking forward to him to down there. It says the
1: Newcastle United supporter, the richest, richest team in the world. Yeah, always supporting the underdog, hey, Jay? I support no, the richest team the last, in the world. You support the richest team the in the last,
2: world? And for the last 22 years, <laughs> when they were not the richest team in the world, I was still supporting them. And 22 now, I think it's longer than that. Huh? 26 years of okay. service uh, supporting Newcastle United.
1: Cool. Fair enough. Gents, have yourself a fantastic MotoGP weekend. To all the listeners out there, go ahead and enjoy it. We're blessed to have it. It's It's been a great season. Although the championship has been decided, there's so much to race for. Uh, these guys aren't all about just the championship. There, there's much more to it to go out there. They're, they're warriors on the bikes, and they want to get the job done. And hopefully, again, we have, and I'm sure we will, have another fantastic MotoGP race. Thanks guys. Cheers, cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Mate.